five quick divrei Torah on the parsha with Rabbi Gil, student of TorahMusings.com. Korach Tovshin Pe'alf. Number one, Vayikach Korach and Korach took. What did he take? One major says he took for himself the emes, the truth. So what does this mean? So the Maharam Shik in his Sefer Al Torah, he points out that in the desert, no matter how bad Bnei Israel acted, they still. Even when they worshipped the idol, even when they complained, they still got the mon, they still had water coming, flowing, uh, they still had the Ananiya Kavod protecting them, the clouds around them protecting them. Um, and it's, it's a little strange. Why weren't they punished? Why did they receive such special treatment? So Maham Sheikh explains based on Radak and Tehillim. Uh, in Tehillim it says, Titen Emes Leyakov Chesed Lavram. Why does Yaakov get Emes, the truth, why, while Avram gets Chesed, kindness? So Maharam Shik explains that uh, when you promise something to somebody, it might be a kindness, a, a chesed that you're doing for him. So when you actually make the promise, it's a chesed. But once you make that promise, you have to keep it. And keeping it is a matter of emes. It's a matter of truth, of honesty. Uh, the, at first it's a chesed, and then it becomes an emes. So when Hashem promised Avram to take care of his descendants and multiply them, etc., that was a chesed that, he did, that Hashem did to Avram. Uh, but once he made that promise, in later generations, it became an emes. An emes Yaakov, it was truth. Hashem had to be honest and keep to his word, and that was the emes Yaakov. So too, in the desert, uh, Hashem took us out of Egypt, uh, and that was a chesed, and he promised to take care of us, and that was a chesed. But once he said that he would do that, it became an emes, it became a matter of truth. And we see that in the Pasuk right before Parsha's Korach, the last Pasuk of the previous Parsha, says, Ani Hashem Lokeichem, Hashem uh, took us out of Egypt. Why? He wanted, in order for Him to be our God, to take care of us, to watch over us. And therefore, Ani Hashem Lokeichem, He is our Hashem, He is our God, uh, because He will take care of us in the Midbar. And so Korach, on the other hand, he took this emes, he took this truth, this honesty of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and used it for his own purposes. He said, ah, no matter what we do, we still get this special hashkacha, this still private providence and being taken care of by Hashem. That must be kikol ha'edah kulam kedoshim, because we're all specially holy. And that's why, but when really, if you just look at the, pre- the Pasuk from the previous parsha, it's not because of that, it's because it's the emes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Number two, in Perak Tezayin Pasuk Chavches, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the rebels that with this test, they will know ki Hashem shalachani that Hashem sent him lasos es kol hamaasim ha'ela to do all of these acts. What are these acts? Rashi says to appoint Aaron the Kohen Gadol, to appoint his Aaron's sons the Sagani Kohuna, the assistant Kohanim, and to appoint Elid Safan, the Nasi of Kehas. Now the Farshin, the super commentaries, try to understand where does Ra- where does Rashi get these three things, and why specifically these three things. So the Maharit Al Ghazi explains in his Kohelas Yitzchak, Manel Lashon Simon Reish Sadi Beis, based on a Russian brachos. The Rush says that according to Rabbeinu Tam, when we say the blessings on the Torah, Birchaz Torah, there are really two blessings. And the paragraph of Veha'arevna, which could be a third blessing, is really just a continuation of the previous blessing. And there are only two. And the Rush says that according to Rabbeinu Tam, he must have the version of the text, the Girsa of Venimrinu Letarvahu, you should say these two, and not Venimrinu Lekulhu, you should say all of these. 
Says the Maharit Al-Ghazi, why does this girsa, why does this text really matter? Why can't it Rabbeinu Tam, who holds our two blessings, say that the text is saying we should say all of them? Explains the Maharit Al-Ghazi that the word kol means at least three things. And Rabbeinu Tam holds there are two, therefore the Gemara cannot say, say all of these brachos. It must say, say only these two brachos, because all, kol, implies three or more. Therefore, says the Maharit Al-Ghazi in our Pasuk, where it says... Bezos tedun ki Hashem shelachani lasos is kol hamasim kol. There must be at least three, and therefore Rashi has to come up with three different things that Moshe Rabbeinu did that he was trying to prove to the rebels. Karachan doesn't an aviram and all that he was trying to prove that these were from Hashem. Number three, Moshe Rabbeinu in defending defending himself against the rebels in Perik Tezayin Pasuk Tezvav says Lo Chamo Echad Behem No Sasi Vlo Hariosis Echad Behem I did not take a mule from any of them and I did not do bad to anyone. The question is why not? Who cares? He was the king. Vahi Bishu and Melach a king is allowed to Mishpatei Melucha a king is allowed to take things from people if necessary. The Ramosha Feinstein, in his eulogy for Rabbi Cheskel of Ramsky, distinguishes between two types of kings. There's a king who has power because he's appointed, and he is an official ruler and is allowed to take things from other people, has the Mishpatei HaMalucha, which apply to him. Then there's a king because of his influence. Moshe Rabbeinu, through the Torah that he taught, people listened to him, but he did not have any official position as king, and therefore he was not allowed to take, and therefore he said, I did not take from anybody, I am clean from anything like that. Number four, Moshe Rabbeinu, after being accused and attacked by Korach and the rebels, uh, he speaks to Hashem and he says, Don't pay any attention to their mincha, to their offering. Uh, Rashi explains that everybody, including these rebellious people, have a portion in the communities, the korban, the korban tamid, the community's daily sacrifice. Uh, but what does that mean? W- what is Moshe Rabbeinu saying? So the Mabit in his Beis Elokim Shar Hatfila Perik Yod Aleph, when discussing the importance of davening with the minion, praying with the congregation together, he explains that an individual who might not be worthy. If he prays together with a community, as long as the majority of the community is worthy, he is subsumed under them, and his prayer is hopefully accepted. As opposed to if he prays on his own, uh, then his prayer probably will not be accepted if he's not worthy. Um, And so too, these people, even though they were wicked, they were rebelling against Moshe Rabbeinu, because they were part of the community, their their, their portion and daily sacrifice would have been judged positively and would have been accepted by Hashem, and therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu had to ask specifically for that not to happen on that one day. Number five. The Torah says that the number of people who died in the plague following the Korach Rebellion were 14,700. Not including those who died based on the words of Korach. The Meshachach must see significance in the number 14,700. He points out that those who rejected the special status of the tribe of Levi rejected the command of Yaakov Avinu because Yaakov said that the tribe of Levi should not carry his coffin out of Egypt because they would later carry the Oran, the Ark of the Covenant. And the people who are going to carry the the Ark of the Covenant should not be carrying his coffin. 
So those who denied the special status of the Shevet Levi disagreed and rejected that command of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov lived to be 147 years, so uh, 147 times 100, 14,700 people, they died. However, Korach himself he wanted power himself. He was from the tribe of Levi. So he did not reject the special status of Levi. Therefore, those who died based on the words of Korach were not included in that 114,700 because they did not reject the uh, tribe of Levi and, the, and did not reject the command of Yaakov Avinu. Mm-hmm.